Welcome to the Jim Wits Podcast. I'm Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, a.k.a. Chef Sonic. And I'm Tony Marinucci, a.k.a. T- t- I'm sorry, I already started laughing. We haven't even started the podcast yet. <laughs> I'm Tipsy Tony, a registered dietitian. <laughs> well, Let's do it again. if you're wondering... <laughs> That was good. We should have kept that. You keep it as like an, an outtake or something. Okay, we'll keep it as I get outtake. my giggle. Like if I, it's so bad, I get the giggles and they're contagious. Okay. Go ahead. Welcome to the Jim Woods Podcast. I'm Ryan George. One more time. Tony was yelling. Welcome to, welcome to the Jim Woods Podcast. I'm Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, a.k.a. Chef Sonic. And I'm Tony Marinucci, a.k.a. Tips with Tony, your registered dietitian. And we are the Jim Wits. So, so we're doing another uh, Skype uh, session because it's an, another blizzard here in New York City. Even though it's spring, we're dealing with a blizzard. Well, I, we should put blizzard in, in quotations because it's really not that bad outside. But like right everywhere now, I – This everywhere is like the fourth time we've said that. Yeah, it really is. Like, yeah, this isn't re- – <laughs> like people are going to think that we've just been recording all these blizzard episodes in the same day. But this really isn't. This is like the third or fourth straight week where we were supposed to get a blizzard and like all of our jobs closed and and nothing came of it. So um, now we're doing a, another Skype call so they're still gonna get this episode out but uh but yeah no no blizzard yet so i'm, I'm a little it's disappointed that it's, it's, it's not yeah. a, that's not a real blizzard but it's a blizzard I mean, I, here i'll take the day off you know or, or the day home early i guess but uh but certainly is is not a blizzard no it's not a blizzard <laughs> <laughs> so what's been going on with you guys well i got to the uh the gym today and i expected nobody to be there on a, on a snow day like this but it was the most packed I have ever seen this gym. Actually, I'll, give, I'll give you a quick anecdote um, from when I when I was training. So, do you guys remember? I, I was probably like in the early mid two thousands. We had we did have like a massive blizzard yeah, yeah. where like things were just you know things were really shut down. I remember like waiting on the subway for like forty five minutes to get a train. Um, so anyway, that. That day, so there was a gym I, I worked at, and I couldn't make it to that gym. It was a sports club, LA, and uh, it was open. And so w- only one trainer showed up. And that day, I think at the time, was the busiest day they ever had. So this, in the middle of this massive blizzard, it was the busiest day as far as membership. And the one trainer that showed up that day got so much business because there were so many people who hadn't been to the gym in X amount of time and decided to show up that day that he actually went from being, you know, average, you know, below average business to like being the busiest trainer over the course of like, you know, one snowy day. That's crazy. That's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty nuts, I guess. A lot of people couldn't make it into work. Um, yeah. Things were shut down. They know they're, like, they're going to well, be let's... stuck inside all day. They may as well, you know. Let's go to the gym. And every, everyone was there. There was a class that was packed. Right? Again, yeah. granted, I guess it was a lot of uh, – it was seniors. So it was probably folks that might have been there anyway. But it was still, <clears> I was shocked. I expected no yeah. one to be there at you know, 12 o'clock. But everyone was yeah, there. Yeah, but you're – your gym is also like a resident in a residential area. Like a lot of the Very people true. that go to your gym live on the block or within, you know, within a block. So it would make sense that people would show up, especially yeah, yeah. You know, you're going to have your regulars and then people that aren't going to work and have the day off and want to get it out of the way early. I can definitely see how, how um, your gyms especially would be pretty busy. Mm-hmm. And so Tony, I saw that you were on a, was it a Wheaties box or? 
or Cheerios. Uh, Cheerios. Cheerios. Okay. Sorry. Nice. <laughs> so explain that. <laughs> so cool. I love my job. Okay. So I work for a supermarket located. I'll just shout them out because they're just awesome. ShopRite supermarkets. They're only in New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Connecticut. And ShopRite has partnered with General Mills for next year will be the 20th year, or technically this year would be the 20th year, um, to help raise money and awareness for the hungry. And we help feed our local communities. So I was in charge of, I actually champion more for healthy food to donate. So I really helped in like with that. But to be honest, it was a complete group effort of the everyone in the store. So basically what they do is ShopRite nominates the top 40 stores. So there's, oh, I think there's over like 200 ShopRite supermarkets, but the top 40 stores that raise the most amount of money then nominate two people to appear on the Cheerios box. And it's like a special edition. And so my team nominated me to represent the team. And so me and another associate of mine got to be on the Cheerios box. So like you could That's literally awesome. go to the shop, right? Buy Cheerios and my face is on it. Like what? <laughs> How many of those boxes have you bought? I bought five. My okay. mom, my mom's so funny. So I'm not even Irish, but every year she has like this huge St. Patrick's Day party. And Basically, she had a raffle where everyone had to guess how much did like the corned beef weigh or something. And the winner of that got to take my face home. <laughs> they got to take a box of Cheerios home as the win <laughs> for the raffle. <laughs> so, so are the boxes in? My family's in... pretty pumped about it. <laughs> that's, that's, um, congratulations. <laughs> are they in other stores as well? Just ShopRite okay. supermarkets. Okay. Yeah, just ShopRite supermarkets. And I, I don't know if – I believe they're in – all of the shop rates, just a limited edition. Um, I don't know, though. May, they might not be in the... I think they're in all of the shop rate stores, but I, I think someone said they might not be in some of the stores. I'm not really sure. So, but so it's a real that, Cheerios box. Go out, and buy that, <laughs> buy, go out and buy the limited edition uh, yeah, they're with gonna Tony be out soon. Cheerios box. <laughs> they might be very valuable one day. You never over, know. Over cellular, it's like not quite tips with Tony yeah. <laughs> cereal box. No, it's not tips. No, it's a Cheerios Tony, Tony Marinucci right. box. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I like the tips with Tony Cheerio boxes. I like the sound of that. Oh, hopefully that will be uh, in the future. We could should, well, first of all, That's can you, you guys have to make me into a character. Like how your logo, yeah, your character. We were just, I right, and I was just talking about that earlier. Yeah, today. we were just talking about that. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna we gotta, that. yeah, we you're, were talking about, like how how to configure the logo and and what you know how to yeah make the the images image work and oh, everything. Oh, oh my god, you guys are the best. <laughs> so, so no, sorry, like, I've got my, my your dog, dog is. You guys can't. See, we should be recording this. <laughs> That yeah. was visual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she just won't stop. Now she... we're all in our own apartment. And yeah, Ryan exactly. Being... The one all kicked up by dog. With, <laughs> with my do- recording from home is that my dog does not want to leave me alone and <laughs> seems to know whenever I'm recording. Uh, she mostly left me alone. And then as soon as they started, like she just sat next to me and she uh, wants, wants her attention. She's the most attention-starved dog ever. <laughs> um, so anyway, I guess, so what do we have going on for today? Uh, the survey, right? Yes. Yeah. And our, uh, our our fan, who was yeah. nice enough to write in, Tyler, uh, yes. who is an undergraduate, 
uh, asked us to do a survey. He even said, look, I think it would make for a good uh, episode. And we looked at the questions. We're like, yeah, this does make for, for a great episode. So yeah. we are yeah. we, we always do need it. content. So it gives us something to work with. So, yeah, basically, um, I'll read the email from from Tyler. Um, you know, cause really, and it's really cool that people kind of involve us in their own lives. I think it's a really fun, really fun thing. And uh, again, something that makes kind of doing this whole thing rewarding. But um, the email basically says, hey, um, or hello, my name is Tyler. I made the decision to get healthy and fit last year. And my wife and I decided to do it together. For me, a novice at the gym, I decided I needed to learn more about fitness and exercise. I found your podcast and it has helped so much. We still have a ways to go. But we're trying, but we're trying to make it long to make long-lasting changes instead of following a fad workout. So that's okay. Through your podcast, I also found tips with Tony, and I love her podcast and website. Also, you guys really helped me out. Although I'm still trying to catch up, although I'm still trying to catch up on all the episodes, I have heard most of them and the more recent ones, of course. I'm an undergraduate majoring in biology at the University of Cincinnati. And I'm currently writing a paper about the role the internet plays in our health. I thought that because of your backgrounds in fitness, professionally and also as enthusiasts, as well as your use of the internet to educate the public about medicine and health, that you guys would have some experience in the interaction of these two subjects. I'd greatly appreciate it if you took the time to answer one page of questions that I, that I have prepared as a survey as a means of research for my paper. Thanks so much for your time and especially for the podcast. So yeah, so we looked at the questions and the questions are really interesting. And again, gives us something to, to, to talk about uh, and at the same time help out a graduate student. So I think uh, it's a win-win. Yes, Definitely. Tyler, thanks for, for writing us these questions and yeah, we're looking forward to answering them. So what's our first question? Uh, let's see. I will read it. Um, so question <laughs> one. In your opinion, is the internet a public health threat? Why or why not? Big question. <laughs> mm-hmm. These are big. The There's first? like 10 of them. <laughs> yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll start. I'll start. So um, okay, the – the, oh, sorry, before you – I'm going to cut you off just for a second. So what I'll say, here's what we'll do for the format. One person will read and the other two will answer the questions. And then we'll just kind of take turns with who reads and who answers. That way we're not yeah, – because if all three of us answer every question, it might take a while. It'll take so forever. like I'll stay out of yeah. this one and you guys answer. Maybe if, if one of us has something to add, we can add it in. But otherwise, we'll just try to do it that way and make it a little bit, little bit more streamlined. All right. So the, the short answer I think is no. That it's not a uh, a real uh, uh, public health threat. I think that there are elements of it that can certainly add that can certainly add to issues with people's health. But I think in, in the overall, I don't believe that it is a an outright threat. Although I'll I'll put the uh, the sort of um, the add on to that is that whatever you read or things that you hear or uh, services or products that may be peddled towards you know, the viewer, reader, that please do your research. And that's also the other side to the internet is that there are, there's a lot of information out there. If you do your research, you can eventually you find some pretty decent answers. So I don't believe that it is outright a public health threat, but I do believe that you need to be careful and that any service or product or anything that people might be 
uh, peddling, whether it's uh, some sort of uh, supplement or maybe a, a, even a, a medication, a drug, right? Please do your research. Tony? Yeah. Um, I actually responded to him, so I want to see what I wrote because I don't want to say something that I didn't say. Or that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I, I kind of want to be consistent, but I can't remember what I told him. Um, so I think it's a public health threat. It depends how someone uses it. Yeah. So, so I kind of think it is, to be honest. I think that it can... Like any, like any information, it depends, depending on how you translate it and utilize it in your life, it can p- potentially be threatening. And it is a billion dollar industry. Yeah. So. so it's interesting. Oh, you're, were you talking about what being the billion dollar, like fitness, health, wellness? Yeah. The diet okay. industry is a billion industry. dollar industry annually. Sure. Uh, well, yeah. Absolutely. Tremendous. Yeah. So I think you know, it's a weird, it's a little tricky question because. You know, when we think about public, and again, I, I'm violating my own rule. Um, but <laughs> when, you okay. of, when you think of a public health threat, you're thinking of something that is is mostly a negative thing that that affects us. And so, like you, you take like the opioid e- epidemic as an example, like that's a public health threat. Um, and there's nothing good that comes from it. You know, so it's pretty much all bad. Um, so, you know, when we look at the internet, it there is potential for harm and uh you know in a number of ways but it's an overall good so i think it's it, it really a lot comes down to the meaning of the question it does it do we are we looking at it is it is it an all bad because obviously not um but there are you know especially with the you know ad, with with uh with fake news and be and being able to manipulate people through facebook and through social media and um through all the misinformation that can be spread it certainly can be problematic uh, it, you know, so it really does, as Justin said, you know, it really is incumbent on the user to to make sure to verify their sources. Like, you know, you know, if you read something, and I always, I try to always do this, is when I read something, especially if it's if it's it's shocking or a surprise or you know that that has some value, because I try to go back and you know, a you want to see where's the source, and then b you want to you want to be able to to verify it. So I think a big part of, uh, I guess the internet and what we're going to see in the future is that, you know, our kids and our kids, kids, when they grow up, they're going to have to learn how to navigate the internet and how to interact with it in a way that they're, they're taking the most from it. And they're not, um, you know, that, that they're not just taking things for faith, for face value that you, you have to really learn how to use the internet to, to make the most out of it. So I think it, it you know, if we don't resolve that problem, sure, it could be a potential threat, but, yeah, a lot, a lot depends on how you really frame that initial question. Right. So um, I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to violate because I have an important uh, answer to this, but uh, I'll keep mine very short. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to violate. We're all going to violate our, our the rule. Yeah. We've just scrapped yeah, that rule to begin with. Yeah, just the rule out. Yeah. Uh, we're throwing the rule out. Yeah. <laughs> Forget that. We've the already had question two and we're already throwing the rule out. Yeah. All right. So the, the second question is, does the internet hold any potential to be a tool that improves public health, health care, or fitness? I, I say yes. Okay. Uh, the, more, the more that professionals in their field get involved – in the internet, the more it can cause a positive okay. influence. 
as long as people stay within their scope of practice, which yes. hopefully they all have a code oh. of ethics, <laughs> and they do that, then it can be a wonderful, powerful tool. Yeah. The reason why I was saying as a public health threat is because it's when people go out of their scope yeah. and don't utilize it to influence others in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I definitely think it, it, it absolutely is a useful tool. I mean, when you think about what you know, what um, what are some of the things that breed success and and healthy lifestyles and positive health outcomes, and it's it, it's information or knowledge, which the internet obviously is a tool for that. Um, if yeah. it's not misused, um, it, it's a social thing. So theoretic, you know, potentially, you know, being being social. Um, and interacting with other people who have shared goals and shared um, uh, shared lifestyles, shared experiences, that's going to be a, a beneficial and useful thing um, for, again, positive outcomes. So, you know, absolutely, just those two, um, yeah. using the Internet as a tool to get workouts or to get um, information. Mm-hmm. Form to, to learn things, to have questions answered. There are a whole number of, of, of potential um, uses for the internet as a tool for public health, healthcare, and fitness. So I absolutely think that um, that it can be. So that's where you know when we go back to question one, like you know, there's so much good that you can get out of the internet that that um, you know you just have to be able to figure out how to use it uh, properly, and then it really is a, a phenomenally great thing for us. Well, and I think that leads to Tyler's next question is, please name uh, three of the potential benefits that you see the Internet has to offer. And I know that um, Ryan mentioned knowledge, and I, uh, I think that's uh, very important. Like uh, A good example of that would be a, a website like WebMD. Before the Internet, if you had symptoms, right, you, you might have to go to a doctor. You might have to look something up in an encyclopedia. Or you might just think, oh, you might not realize there was something wrong with you. And then you look at the website and say, there might, I might be legitimately sick. I need to go see uh, a professional in this field. And perhaps things like that really flew under the radar before there was an internet. I think another potential benefit that um, – I don't know if you guys would even think about this – is economically. Um, if someone is searching for a um, – a, whether uh, supplements or uh, gyms to join, they uh, workout plans. They now can see a lot of different options. Podcasts. When, well, well, we'll, <laughs> we'll get we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there, of course, with the big benefit, right? So, if someone is uh, say, I, I need to join a gym. I need to join. What's the right one for me, right? Now they have a lot to choose from that they can really look to see what's the right program, um, which ones can I afford. So it offers options for people that are looking to improve their health as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I will just connections. Say, yeah, Sorry. absolutely. Oh, no, I was just going to say that the WebMD I, uh, thing is also apparently the bane of some doctors' existence because then people look look up and their mm-hmm. symptoms look up the symptoms and they think they have any number of diseases. They diagnose where, it. Yeah, it's they, very yeah, so, true. So it's kind of like a double edged sword because you, on one hand it is re- incredibly useful, you know, a useful tool to you know figure out you know what's potentially wrong and um either ease your mind or or may or spur you to kind of go 
get something checked out. But at the same time, it does become a problem where if people are self-diagnosing. That's why I definitely put in the the caveat when you see, oh, maybe I am sick, and then you go see a professional afterwards. So remember, diagnosing yourself – is not the the you know uh, an op, uh, the best thing to do right? But it it could certainly Which probably lead lead to the right the, the negatives like the yes. the not so we'll great thing there. about we'll the get there. yes that's the next <laughs> question. What, what I was gonna say is um the, the the where it's the bane of some doctors' existence at least from the doctors I've talked to yeah. is that people will go in. You kind of self-diagnose. Yeah. They talk to the doctor. The doctor says, "Okay, well, that's the next question. That's the next question. That's the next question. We'll get there. We'll get there." So, so that, that's the next point. Well, right. what's so? What's another uh, potential uh, benefit? What's, uh, what's, tracking. What's, what's the most obvious one? Well, the, well, the other one I was going to say is like logging and tracking. Podcast. Uh, so, but not just any podcast, but the Jimwitz podcast. Yes, that's the potential benefit. That you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, but also, you know, yeah, like I think you guys touched on the most important ones, which is community information, um, yeah. and uh, you know, there's motivation can be found online okay. too. Right. So, I, was, I, read, I said that to him too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Especially so that, okay. if you're well, no, but just because, like, especially if maybe people in your family or your current community that you like you physically exist in maybe aren't really into health and fitness, you know, that you don't really have most reliable, most reliable, the most reliable resources or the motivation or even an understanding of how to get started connecting with someone. If you live in New York, but you connect with someone in Florida, you know, without the internet, how are you going to, like, other than the cell phone, but the internet's how you found them, like through Instagram or Facebook, you know, like sure. that's, I think really important too. Do you have that support system? Right. Yeah. So what's our next question? Well, name we three potential that. risks that come with the internet to public health. I think you mentioned the, uh, a big one is people diagnosing their own conditions, right? Perhaps mm-hmm. they're right, but you, you never know. So someone might say, oh, you know, I have these symptoms. I might not be sick. I don't need to go see a doctor, but maybe they are really sick. Well, so the other thing, so what I was going to say is, um, so the two parts of this. One is the anxiety it causes because – yeah, yeah. You so you may get somebody who goes to the doctor and and the doctor tells them they have X Y and Z wrong, but they're convinced it's something else because the internet told them so. So you have that problem. But then there's just kind of anxiety, angst, and anxiety that comes with that. You might think you have something wrong with you because you read that that's a symptom of something, but it really isn't it. Um, so I can see how there's there's that. Um, you know, there's uh, the other part is, you know. We have lots of like there are lots of people who use Instagram, and so you have a lot of like Instagram models, and and uh, sometimes mm. you know that type of thing, or just just in general, or marketing it promotes an unrealistic and often unhealthy ideal. So mm-hmm. you know the problem that with with um, public health is if you ask somebody to describe, let's say, the perfect body, you know, or, or like what's the health, the perfect, you know, picture of health. It's not – most people are going to describe something that, that it's not because we kind of have a skewed image of, of what's healthy and, and what kind of demonstrates um, proper health. So I think media that, already that, does that. Else. When you have social yeah. media and the internet on top of that, it's like Yeah, a, well, and a when you're following some, some model or somebody who's doing these unrealistic workouts or, or you know, who you – know, they're going to show you pictures of them look smiling and doing some crazy exercises, but they're not showing you the part where they're eating 
practically nothing and miserable and tired and hungry all the time and you know always kind of on the verge of dehydration um, and like starvation like they're not going to show you that part so you know I th- you know and it's just a general problem with social media right like most of us post the best parts of our lives on Facebook so it does cause um, you know a bit a bit of envy and jealousy and frustration because like I'm not showing people when I'm miserable or when when money's an issue or when I had a shitty so day how, so or how is you that know, a potential so no how is that a risk that. How's that a health well, it's risk? A risk. It's like a, a mental it's, health risk. It is a, absolutely a mental health gotcha. risk because, and there are studies that, that kind of bear this out that yeah, yeah. that people, you know, it, it can be depressing being on social media if you see that all your friends and everyone you know is seems to be having a great life because we only show the great parts of our life. So it, it does potentially present a, a kind of a yeah a mental health risk. Um, you know, because it's not the reality. The reality is we all have great days. We all have crappy days. But again, when we look at Facebook, I'm just seeing everybody happy. So if I'm somebody who maybe is struggling or if I'm going through a rough patch, it, it will, can potentially kind of exacerbate that problem if all I see is, wow, why is everybody, everyone seems happy but me. Yeah. Mm, very good point. I, I think very the, point. Um, another risk that can come with, uh, with the internet is products and services that might be scammy. And I know that Tony yeah. can attest to this. Any type of supplement, detox this. And when you're looking at a website, they're only showing you the, the good stuff, right? They're only they're trying to sell a product. So you're getting a million gazillion products, fad workouts, all these things that are just gonna eat your that are just gonna suck up your money and potentially could be harmful as well. And they're not everyone is savvy. People don't know. Right, and um, they they don't know what a, what a, what a scam might be, or what something that might be not an effective diet, or something that's just a money grab. So these are all over the internet, and I think that mm-hmm. that's an issue. So once again, do your research. But not everyone; someone might be very and they they get very clever with the with these marketing. They they make them look like people on uh, Facebook or Instagram are are, are you know advertising these. The, you know these ideas. So it's like, oh, these are real people, but it's really just a marketing scheme from a from a, a company that may not be the most scrupulous. Yeah, I think the the biggest problem with that too is sometimes people don't even really know what they're looking for. Yeah. So it's yeah. the person behind, you know, the keyboard looking up things. They're not really even sure or clear what you know. They might find a diet that helps with, um, you know. I don't know. This is like a bit, I can't think of it, but they might not even really know what they're looking for. And then at the end of the day, what you do look up is general guidelines. And that's what people are lacking so much is that individualized planning, that individualized care. It's that's why you meet with trainers. It's why you meet, go to your doctor. It's why you meet with a dietitian. It's why you go to a therapist because yes, there's general practices on how to help you. And although they might not be hurtful or harmful, they really might not be really getting down to what you really need, which is a one-on-one consultation. And although that general guideline might be helpful for someone else, it might not be for you. And that's where it become, become, become a risk. So um, all right, the next question we have, if, if any potential benefits were listed in question two, do you think that the general public is receiving said benefits now? Why or why not? I, and I think that uh, – I'll start that. I think that people are definitely getting some of the benefits. Um, we have people writing in saying how we've helped them get in shape or start yeah. workout plans, start eating better. Uh, and you know, we're just a microcosm. So there's other great podcasts. There's other blogs. Um, there's other uh, good sources of information. 
uh, that are helping that are helping people get back in shape. That's one benefit. Yeah, and I think we do a good job educating people to go to the, a reliable resource. And I think the more that people do work within the scope and they're honest when they don't know the answer and they tell people, you know, I'm not 100 percent sure about this, but let me get someone who can help you. Those are all the more that people work within their field and refer to more credible resources and then educate the person on how to find those resources, which I believe we're going to get to in a minute, then 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 that's a benefit. Um, yeah. And you think that people yeah. are getting are getting these benefits. You think it's actively helping yeah, people? Absolutely. And I, I, think I think that the more they become educated, the more they're getting them. Yeah, I mean, of, of the benefits of the so, you know, there definitely pe- there's certainly people who who rely on the social aspect of of you know, the internet to to help with their fitness. Obviously, people are getting great information. Um, as you mentioned, I think there there just are some kind of nefarious characters out there who are going to you know, health is is a very delicate part for a lot of people, and it's a very um, uh, oh, little, my brain's not working right now. Why I'm not thinking of a very simple it's, word. It's dogma uh, for some people. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's dogma for some people, and um, it's a sense. It's sensitive for for many people, and it, it triggers something emotionally. So yeah. it, there are people that will take advantage of that. So I think that you know the positive is that you can get the information, but just like we said, you have to know how to look. You know, look for the right information. I think uh, it was funny. I was listening to um, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's podcast, uh, Star Talk Radio, and he said something really interesting. He said, you know, and I, I'm going to kind of paraphrase poorly, but it was basically a along the lines of, you know, if, if, if you take kind of, if you t- if I tell you something and you take that for, for what it's worth, then I failed, you know, as my, as my job, you failed in my job as an educator. Like I should be able to kind of inspire you to seek out the information yourself. So, you know, our job, you know, we do give information, but we're also guiding people. We want to guide people in the right way. So if we say something, it shouldn't be, Oh, well, the gym would said, you know, X, Y, and Z, I got, that's it. Good. That's it's, a really you know, good point. Jim Wood said X, Y, and Z. Funny, I we actually get them. into that. We actually get yeah. into that later. Later okay. question. Yeah, yeah I like, think there is another yeah. question that I definitely want to talk about that in a minute. Whenever yeah, we so, get to it, yeah, it's yeah. like the Jim would say X, Y, Z. I trust them, but I'm also going to do some more research and, and try to verify, yeah. you know, what they're telling me. All right. So, yeah. all right, next question, Tony. You want to read this one? Uh, um, this we are at what number is it? We're at six. 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 In your professional career or practice, are there any current use for the internet to better serve patients or clients? Any risk associated with the internet? And so, yeah, so this is what I was thinking about. It has been absolutely wonderful to utilize the internet, particularly my practice is an online counseling business. So, you know, I just, we talked about, I work full time for, you know, a supermarket, but Um, When I come home from work, I sit down in front of my computer and I counsel people from all over different locations that I don't have to, they don't have to travel to me. I don't have to travel to them. I don't have to rent office space. um, And I can build my business and help other people better their health from in the comfort of my own home and they can be in the comfort of their own home. So that part is absolutely wonderful. My blog is what I started in college was to educate people and to be that reliable resource for them to, so they don't have to go, they can sift through all that mumbo jumbo and noise in the internet and they can just get their reliable resource. So that part is definitely how I use it as a better and to better serve them when they ask me for topics to talk about. I do that, you know, and I absolutely 
like think that's where I use the internet to my advantage. But the risk associated with that is like I was saying earlier, they're general recommendations and the way that the person interprets what we're saying, sometimes it boggles my mind. Like, I, like I'll have people that have, like I'm very thankful that they listened and they'll, they'll tell me that they listened and they watched my videos or whatever it was. But then they say a comment that I'm just like, but that's not what I was saying. Like I didn't, I, it, and then I question them, like, am I a poor educator or are they not great listeners? You know, what do I need to improve to, you know, better my speaking skills, all these different aspects. So it can be a positive thing, but there are risks so, so involved. You're, so you're saying that, how are people interpreting that communication, my work? <laughs> so Tony, you're saying that communication Correct. with your clients is not always as strong over the internet. Even though we could be talking on a FaceTime or Skype, that for some reason even person to person though, but mostly over the inter- well, so it's more it's more related to when I do like my group my live videos, my my tips gotcha. with Tony Top okay. Tuesdays. You know, they're very general, and I don't know where that person's at in their health mm. and fitness journey. I'm giving just general recommendations and general advice. So a good example of that is the other day I did an ep- I did a talk about the term natural and what natural means. And I talked about how, you know, you can get a salad kit and it can label it natural with natural ingredients. And yes, the, the lettuce, the radishes, the cabbage, the, the cucumber, whatever vegetables are in there are natural, but the dressing packet inside has just a whole ton of crap. Like just like, you know, it's not natural at all. It's a lot of artificial stuff. And I was just talking about how to educate the people so that they know that when they look and read the labels, they know what to look for. And that person's interpretation was, oh no, I love salad kits. Like I can never eat a salad kit again. And I'm like, that's not what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm saying that I just want you to be aware of it. So that way you know, and if you wanna have a salad kit, it's probably better than your cheeseburger and french fries. So it's okay, but you need to then, you know, maybe get your own dressing or make your own salad kit. You know, there's just so many ways that people can interpret what I'm trying to say. And a lot of people really are looking for that black and white answer, but we know that's not there. Mm-hmm. It's there's so much gray sure. and that's where it can be, you know, those are the potential risks. And sometimes, you know, I want to have, sorry, I'm like going on and on here, no, it's fine. <laughs> but like, it's like, I can't take responsibility for everyone and their actions. And that's why I love individualized care. That's why I love my business where I'm helping people on a one-on-one basis because I can work with them one-on-one. And if there is a misinterpretation, we can address it in our session. So now Ryan, you had a, you still do, I think, but you had a website for a long time that, uh, you would, uh, find clients through you, either, you even had trainers yeah. working under you. How yeah. did you feel that that worked? And did you felt that that was a, a solid service to your clients? Yeah, absolutely. I think it worked. It worked well for a while. I don't, you know, I found that I, I like training more than I liked running a business. Um, so in the long run, it was something I didn't do, um, you know, com- full fully, but, um, but yeah, no. There, I mean, obviously, there's there plenty of uses um, for the internet for for patients and clients. Um, there, you know, like you mentioned, uh, for for getting acquiring clients, uh, the you know, for tracking for all kinds of like cloud, even cloud computing. Can, you know, think about that. Like, you know, if I have a smartphone, um, right? So we all have smartphones now, and many of us use apps to to do our workouts. And so, if you didn't have the cloud, then 
it would eliminate a lot of like the, you know, being able to use like MyFitnessPal or using different apps that you get, you know, workout videos because, you know, our, our smartphones don't have the computing power to kind of handle what we can kind of acquire from the cloud. So little simple things like that really make our lives better. Um, you know, having an Apple Watch for some people makes a huge difference. And, you know, again, it's tethered to the Internet. Um, another, you know, one thing I'll go back to, which is both a positive and negative, is the access to information, um, which I've found with clients is obviously the access to information is great because you find all kinds of stuff. but is so much that much of the information is contradictory. And I find that as a mm-hmm. professional, I'm sure you have this too, Tony, that you'll, you, mm-hmm. you get people that will say one thing is like, no, no, that's not true. No, no, that's not true. No, that was misinterpreted. Nope. Don't listen to that. That's BS. So there is, a, so while there is a lot of information, if you don't know how to navigate the information, it's very easy to stumble upon the wrong information. So I think it works both ways where that, you know, the, the, you know, kind of volume of information out there can just be, overwhelming for people and yeah and then they do nothing yeah exactly when they get overwhelmed then they go nowhere yeah absolutely um but you know also then there there are like um i started doing um some work with uh nerd fitness and they have like kind of an online coaching uh program and so something like that does work where if you have like you know like with what you're doing like you know if you can coach people online it does for the professional it it increases your reach because you can reach people in in other countries you know that you wouldn't be able to one on one and as a potential client it also gives you the opportunity to meet people at a lower cost and also let's say if you live in you know rural Pennsylvania you may not be able to you know may not be able to find a trainer but if you go online you may be able to find a professional that can help you kind of help guide you to, well, that, to that's sort of so sauntering think... into the next question which is okay. uh, in what ways can the public use the internet to improve their health fitness you know specific as well as general examples are welcome and of course you mentioned the first one um, not everyone can physically meet with someone so being able or maybe they don't like who's around or maybe they have very limited options once again if you live in in podunk you know usa or maybe a remote part of siberia and like you're looking to 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 find um you know a trainer dietitian anything of that nature you might be very limited in your options both you know mobility maybe something's very far but now when you have the internet you can meet with trainers right you can have a bunch find there's there are plenty at your disposal that you can choose and say, oh, this one really works for me. Same thing with uh, with uh, with dietitians. Same you know coaches. Anything of that nature. I, and I, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to go completely off for a second. Like I think um, <laughs> uh, this is I don't even know whether this is a positive or negative thing, but you know just consider if you don't have access to the internet and specifically if you don't have access to high speed kind of broadband, you're really you know at a disadvantage. So the internet has become so integral to our lives that whether it's good or bad, you kind of need it. I don't know why I felt the need to say that, but I just felt the need yeah, to say that. Of um, but um, what, so this question was: What ways can the internet um, can the public, public use it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned it, and and I think there's uh, you know, you know it's again it's just at using it to acquire the right information. Like, there's so many studies that are out there that you can find the information to online. Um, meeting friends, finding programs, finding trainers, uh, you know, finding success stories, gathering motivation. I mean, I think these are Puppy all recipes. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Any other, so many, any... and so many, like there's so many websites where like, if you want to make a dish with avocado, you could literally put in like avocado. If you have a food allergy, you can like make sure they filter out that allergen, you know, so many great websites where they make it so easy for you. You can like pretty basically put in the ingredients that you have and it'll create a dish for you. I think uh, another way we sort of touched on this uh, before is to, to use it um, 
to benefit your, um, you know, not to benefit your financial, but to if you're looking to work out, to save money, right? If you're, you're right, there's a gym. There's only one or two gyms in your vicinity, and they're very expensive. And you, they're hard to get to, and right, you could find reasonable um, equipment online. Maybe you can have some things shipped to your house. Maybe you want to buy an all-in-one gym. You could search to find the best deal on one. Right, you could yeah. you could find a uh, different videos that say, well, all you need is a couple dumbbells and, uh, and a physio ball, and you do these great workouts. So there you have instead of joining maybe an expensive gym or one that's far away, hard to get to, or maybe overspending because all that, that used to be available is like, oh well, buy the Solo Flex, and all you had was an infomercial telling you, and you didn't know where to go to buy fitness inf- uh, equipment. Uh, now you have plenty of options. Right, go on if you want a couple used dumbbells and a physio ball. Go on eBay, you know, go, you know, or Amazon. You're going to find something very reasonable, so you can see. Like what, my what, books. Yes, yeah. there you go. Yeah. You can buy I Ryan's still, books too. I still never bought your book. Let me write that down. Wait, books plural? You have two. More yeah, than one book? yeah, there are two. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny. Somebody um, came up to me yesterday that takes one of my. She's been taking my class for a long time, and she brings like runs up to me with the books. Like, can you sign this and write something nice? Like, what the? What am I supposed to write? (laughs) But that was fun. Wait, Ryan, I have I have a recommendation. Slash, can you can you make an audio? Can Can you make your books into audio? I don't know if they would work because so much of it is the extra. There are there are little does Ryan know I've already recorded his books. I've already uh, <laughs> have you? The, yeah, I've already been the orator of uh, of Ryan's right. books. So what? So he doesn't are know, but it's being it's being yeah. but it's being released very soon under audio books. Right. So, Ryan, I'm just yeah, telling sure. you this now. Sorry. Serious? <laughs> no. 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 Oh my gosh. But I definitely, Ryan, if Ryan does an audio book, I want to be the person who reads it. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the, ne- the next question is: I think one is listeners. They're all going to want to. I can't believe you haven't like we don't shout this out every time because I think the fact I that you wrote should. two books is I'm a terrible cool. salesman. Um, so okay, one is, what is uh, the name of your book? Free weight training anatomy. I think is the first one, and then the other one is uh, door frame pull up bar workout. So one is like free, obviously free pretty self explanatory. One's like free weights, dumbbells, kettlebells, barbells medicine balls, sandbags, stuff like that. And the other one is like a, basically a home workout that's based around pull-ups. Pull-up. And I'll include links to those in the show notes since I mentioned it. I, now, I can, now I can do it. It wasn't me. It was Tony. Well, yeah. Oh, my God. It's like when you guys shout out my podcast. I'm like, I get so excited. I would never do it. <laughs> all right. All right. Oh. All right. So we're up to question eight? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. What's the question? What is question eight? Um, I'll read it. How can an individual with no medical training best determine if a given article or website is reliable as a source of health information? That is a, that's a really good question. I guess, uh, how, would, how would you answer that, Tony? I always tell people to look for the website should be .gov or .org because then it's like, so, like, if you have heart disease, go to the American Heart Association.org. If you have diabetes, you know, diabetes.org. You know, if you have kidney problems, 
kidneyfoundation.org. You know, certain things, at least we know that there's enough government funding to help support the studies and you're going to get reliable resources. Assuming that that you're not a conspiracy theorist. If you're not a conspiracy theorist, which I don't even, I honestly am, this has been like a recent topic. I just, I don't have time for that. I'm sorry. I don't, like, I don't, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. So go to the reliable resource would be .gov or .org. And also like, but if it's like, it's just a general article that's written, you know, like my website is www.tipswithtony.com. Obviously I don't have a .org or, you know, a .gov next to my website, but the, I'm my credentials are MSRD. So if you're looking for a nutrition article, look for someone with their credentials RD next to their name as in registered dietitian. If you're looking up for someone who's, you know, a fitness trainer, make sure that they have like maybe CPT next to their name, like some sort of credentials related to the field. You don't want to have a doctor talking about nutrition, just like I'm not talking to you about how to, you know, what you should do in regards to your upcoming heart surgery, if unless it has nothing, if it's only if it's related to nutrition, I might give you general heart healthy guidelines for your nutrition or diet. And then if my name's next to it, that makes sense. But if I'm telling you to decide between, you know, which surgery to get, and I'm a registered dietitian. That's not reliable. So, so, so Tony, and, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I want to piggyback on that. And I think that for the for the most part, yeah, checking credentials, checking the sources. But I think there there is some concern with that because as we've seen, there are doctors, there are dietitians that have agendas, right? So, like for, yeah. for instance, be, just be well, there's yeah. a little common sense with it because right there's plenty of doctors right that will say oh you know you must be vegan or else you're gonna die of heart disease and we know that well there may be some validity to it but maybe there it's very individual so i'd be be wary uh, with, with that i do agree on the credentials be wary of um agendas if something well, this- sounds like there's an agenda and one one more thing then ryan you, you take the floor i think that as we always say as far as an article or anything that you read, you really need to go see a professional, a doctor, whatever it is, personally, right? So well, an article can yeah. say something, but at the end of the day, it's always about the individual. You need to go see the best practitioner in that field and have yourself personally checked. That's always yeah. the best answer for me, for my so, money at least. So I think this is one of those things that's going to have to be taught to, like, again, our kids and our kids' kids yeah, are going to yeah. learn how to how to do this. Because this is not an I – I feel like this isn't an easy question to answer. No, it's not. But I think there are, you know, a couple, there are a couple of um, things that you can flag when you're, when you're reading an article. So like as Tony said, like a .gov.org is going to, you know, have a little bit higher chance of being, you know, being real. Um, yeah. You know, you want to check, you know, does the article – have facts that can be actually verified and then go and yes. verify the facts. So, you know, just, just looking at it, like, is it, is it telling you stuff? Is it giving you things that you can actually check or is it kind of, right. Does it you give know, you sources to yeah. Or is it just making stuff up? You know, I think you, you do, you definitely, like, as you said, Justin, like you have to listen for, if there is an agenda, like, is it written from the angle of like, trying to sell you something or is it not mm-hmm. and a lot and you know and and there's some misleading and weird you know kind of sketchy practices by some businesses but you you definitely want to check for that um you want to check you know that it's kind of a balanced you know it's balanced that it's giving you all the information it's giving you all the sides i think this is sometimes maybe more when you're dealing with like even like politics um but that you're that you're getting kind of a 
that it's it's being it's it like for example uh, you know take like climate change right so i think we both we we're on the side of you know climate change is inarguably happening um but if i'm going to write an article on on climate change or i'm reading an article i don't want the article to just attack people who don't believe in it and kind of call them stupid i still want the article to be rooted in science so it's not that you have to like give equal time necessarily to the people who don't who deny it but you definitely want to at least you know you want to present it in a way that look here are the facts and we're telling it from a, a, a the angle of science and not from the angle of like this is our agenda this is what we believe, you know, um, you know, I think that, you know, the, yeah, again, there should be real sources. So anecdotes, you know, if, if when we're talking amongst each other from a giving, you know, sometimes we use a, an anecdote to color, um, you know, a, a problem. But the reality is, if, if I'm trying to present something as a fact, a personal anecdote isn't enough. So you, you also want to be careful of someone who says, you know, how to lose 50 pounds in a week. This is what I did. And then they tell you their story because that's not going to apply to you. It's not scientific. Mm -hmm. So you also want to be aware of people that are using personal anecdotes to try to, to, to push whatever their agenda is. Um, and you know, I've, I think you know there, there are plenty other things to to look for. You know whether it's kind of the 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 website, what their agenda might be. The you know look at the author. Has the author written other articles? Do, are they promoting some kind of a brand? Like maybe they wrote a great article on the benefits of kale, but then you know you, you find out that they're they're being paid millions and millions of dollars from the kale industry. Then you know, maybe you want to go look at somebody else for the answers to that. So mm. you know just there there are all kinds of you know there are lots of skills that I think do need to be taught to people you know some of us get it intuitively like i'd like to think that i i do kind of intuitively understand how to search for things but i'm also prone to to misreading or misunderstanding prey off of off of your emotions as well right especially for things that are politically uh morally socially driven such as climate change um you know veganism uh that that nature um abortion like th- things like that you, if you're reading up on a uh, an article like that and i know some of them may what i mentioned may not necessarily be health or fitness related depending on where you s- stand in that that debate the, what the what you read might be you know it, it might ring true with you because you believe that and that can be dangerous because you're going to – I remember we mentioned this, that, that things that sound good to you will often ring as true, yeah. but that is not always the case. Yeah, we're always looking for to confirm our, our biases. So yeah, it's really yeah. – you know, we, we will always take an article that confirms our biases you know, at, at face value over something that doesn't. And I think that's also – and that's something I try to do as well. It's like when I read something that – and often it happens where like I'll see something uh, – you know, like you guys know, I'm, I'm very, pretty – very politically liberal. Um, but sometimes I'll see things – that look, okay, well, that's really out there. And instead of just taking it, I'll, I'll actually look at the article and see that, oh, wait, you know, whatever so-and-so did, wh- okay, maybe this time it wasn't as bad as as some of the other times. And so you, you kind of have to do that. Otherwise, you'll, you'll read a headline and then take that and then you don't have all the facts. So I think it's really important that no matter what you believe, that even if something confirms your biases, that you've got to still go back and make sure that it, 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 it it's it's being presented honestly. Um, otherwise, you know, it, it, it just reinforces kind of the, the problems that we already have when it comes to the internet and kind of navigating society. And for what it's worth, Ryan, you're not that liberal. Like you're... Um, you're- I- 
you're, I'm, you're, there's all, believe me, you're not, there's, there's, I'm, okay, no, I'm not extreme, but I, I like, I'm reasonable. Yeah, so no, I, I think that, yeah, I think that you're going to, if you look at where I stand, you know, politically and economically and philosophically, you know, it's going to always kind it's of, on that most, side. not always, like I'm, I'm like, I'm pro capital punishment, but, but, but also with certain caveats, but like, but like I'm mostly politically liberal. I'm just not an extremist and I'm also, I'm reasonable. So I'm willing to yeah, like yeah. engage in discourse and I can understand, I, I you know, where people come from, you know what I, I mean? So, so to say what it, you're the same ex- way. What is yeah? No, what, what, what is it? What is ex- you know? What is extreme? You know, it's hard. What, it's hard to quantify what is extremely liberal. What is you know extreme? I, I think you could. I guess extremes maybe are a little bit easier. You can see but, it when it's there. Yeah, I mean, you, can, you can definitely tell extremes. <laughs> no. I, I think that it's easy to tell extremes, but there. I think there's a there's a and we're, we're going so off topic. That yeah, there's people <laughs> that are leaning that are you know left leaning or right leaning, but and there's a, a big. There's a big uh, gap between that and extreme, right? There's a big sort of middle area where there's people that, all right, you know, I'm generally conservative, but, you know, I believe this, right? But then you go people that are very conservative or very liberal, so, right? Well, that's you know, just a side thing. I don't think that Ryan is, is – he said he was very liberal. I don't think he's quite that liberal, but he's, he's fair. Uh, I, will say, say I, guess it depends. I would say I you're liberal-leaning. I it's means it, it's kind of means to the yeah it's kind of me i guess it, it depends because i th- some of it has to do with like what are the outcomes like what do you intend on the results to be and we're how you going go about so it. off topic so right now <laughs> we're, we're all on the same we're, a lot of us are on the same page as far as the outcomes we want it just is a matter of how we go how about we you know achieving that outcome so i think it then be, it becomes muddy we muddy the waters a bit when we talk about how we get there um because i do think that you know with all the with, with how kind of uh, venomous and violent the kind of political discourse can be. I think often we, we do want the same end. It's just we all kind of are disagreeing on how to get there. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think, I, I, yeah, I, well, let's go back to the questions. Okay, I think. All right. question. <laughs> so, all right, question nine. Are there any mobile devices, mobile devices, apps, website, blogs, or other internet-driven means in particular that you would feel comfortable recommending to a client patient as a means of education, instruction, or assistance in any way relating to their overall health. Please listen Jim to me specifically. If, <laughs> yeah. The Jim Witz podcast, the Jim, Jim Witz app, the Tips the with Jim Tony with, podcast. The Tips with Tony. The Jim Witz podcast. Um, you know, even though I, I, so it's funny, I, I did shout them out a while ago. So, I, so even though I work there, you know, it's um, Nerd Fitness is also a, a great resource. My Fitness Pal um, is useful. Um, there's, I think, this Fitness Buddy is an app. I mean, it, we're inundated with with apps and things that you can potentially use to kind of enhance your your fitness and and uh, help you with your fitness goals. So, I mean, there's any number of of things. Um, anything, Tony, that you can think of that we that we didn't mention. Uh, there's one, it's called Lose It for people who are trying to lose weight. And they, they're they great because they have a community within the app as well. So you're welcome. You can like, uh, and I'm sure, I think with MyFitnessPal, if you upgrade, you can do the same thing. But with Lose It for free, um, you get like a community of people to kind of motivate you to keep you on track if you choose to use that aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. But it's like a food tracking system and just like MyFitnessPal. are good. I would recommend. I don't know if if you mentioned this. Any sort of um, uh, any sort of timer clock where you can record your uh, where you can record your sort of um, uh, results. So, like, if you're doing intervals, right, you could sort of record. Oh, that's good so idea. So you could see your like if an interval trainer, for instance. So you could sh- show you know how many you've done here, and you can sort of record your and it keeps your progress. I don't know if that's how much web driven that is. 
but you know it, it's related i think that that's a, something that's good to have for everyone or even that's something to just like track your miles for long yeah. runs the step tracker you know. though you know those types of things are nice yeah how many also, steps do you take also another website i love is um i mean obviously you mentioned um uh, what was the web the medical website? Why am I I'm having a brain freeze right now? WebMD. WebMD is you know useful for some things. Um, I love Science Daily. It it um it kind of aggregates a lot of the interesting science articles. Often like the interesting studies I find or you know I'll find through Science Daily or through the daily emails I get from them. But I think that's a great website. Um, if you just want to kind of keep up on the and it, and it has any science. So it's you know I just tend to focus on the health and fitness um is sections but anything out there is a really useful resource um to see kind of the bleeding edge science uh that's going on right now in in, in the world but also especially in the world of health and fitness yeah right. choose my is good for nutrition yes. and for a website so, what do we have what's our next question the papers yeah. i am writing are about the internet the effect it has on the patient physician relations, the access it provides to information regarding health, the reliability of such information, the way the internet should be used um, by the public specifically to better public health, etc. These and many more, um, many more such statements are potential topics to be addressed in my papers. Apart from a variety of articles from peer-reviewed journals, I'm seeking the help of various professionals such as yourself from from a variety of professions regarding health, healthcare, and fitness. If there's any additional information, opinions, anecdotes, or other sources which may be of assistance or which you feel to be important, I would greatly appreciate such input. Wow, I went through all that reading for a, not really a question. So I don't know if you can add that, that we haven't talked about. Well, I told him, just knowing going back to school when I was doing all my research, that if he's not already using Google Scholar, to use Google Scholar. Because that's like the, I think the grace best way to like find relatively um, relative research articles related to the topic. So if you're looking about like how internet affects public health, just put that into Google Scholar, and he should be able to find some stuff. Uh, anything you can think of, Justin? Um, I, I actually um, I, I I tend to to. to uh... I'm not going to mention one, but for looking up doctors, I, I like to look at health grades is one of them. Now, I know that it's kind of just like a Yelp and that you have to be very careful with reviews. So I like to look at as many different uh, um, doctor reviews as, as possible. So with reviews, which is something that we didn't get into, which you have to be very careful about uh, because people will leave bad reviews, right? People will leave good reviews. You never know whether it's, you know, bots are doing or people have their friends write it. So I think that um, you to just to mention, use your, uh, when using the reviews, such as health grades, uh, there's some other doctor uh, Yelp type things, even Yelp. Uh, just check out as many of them as possible. <laughs> Even just do a search for, you know, doctor reviews. Um, check out as many of them as you can, right? Especially if you're looking for a good doctor uh, or a good or a good uh, dietitian or, or whatever it is, I think to, that's a, a good way to use it. Really don't read three or four reviews and make your decision. Read a, a lot of them. Um, read them from different because, believe it or not, you can sometimes, you know, Yelp will say uh, – you know, one thing. Um, what's an, what's another big review? Um, big review company. I mean, 
Amazon. Amazon will say, <laughs> like, I've seen something. I mean, you can review right. Google. You can Google my business has reviews yeah. now, too. Sure. So even Google. Yeah. yeah so There's reviews on Facebook pages. Facebook. I've, I've seen one. Uh, I've, I've seen one uh, service that have great reviews and one that doesn't. So just really check out really average out the reviews and really, you know, sort of sift through them with a fine tooth comb. But I think it is important to read reviews. So well, what I do, I often, when I look at reviews, like I was just doing this cause I'm going on vacation a little bit and I was trying to pick, pick some tours. And, uh, so what I like to do is like, I always go for the worst reviews, you know, first, cause like, you kind of like, you know, you, you, I kind of dismiss the absolute best. And I dismiss some of the absolute worst, but I do look at the worst to see what their complaints were. And if they're common, you know, like some people will say, you know, like there was one review I was looking at, it was like, you know, one star, like worst, worst trip ever. You know, they, they never showed up to pick us up for our day trip. And so I was like, okay, well that, that's pretty bad. But then if you look at the response, it was because the people on the trip showed up really, really late. And so they had left because they weren't going to, you know, with, if you have a tour with 30 people, you're not going to wait for two people for an hour. So, you know, yeah, the, yeah. You, so you kind of have to look like, why was somebody upset? Is it, is it benign reasons? Like the food was just mediocre. And then they leave a two star review. You know, it's like, it's like you have a tour to go to, you know, Fuji Mountain, and you're giving it a two star review because your little rest stop lunch was was not great. Then that that's a little silly. So I think part of it is also like you know not only looking at the stars, but like okay, what what are people complaining about? Like you know for some it's like you know I I don't care about bedside manner. So like if if there's a doctor that's amazing at what they do, and they get and someone leaves a bad review because of their bedside manner, it's like whatever. I don't really care. I just want them to be good at what they do. You know, versus some people who love the customer service and need that. So I think it's important also. Yeah, when you're looking at reviews, is like look at what the people are saying because that will kind of give you some insight into you know the you know what's consistent. You know, if if uh, if someone says I you know she was really nasty, but nobody else says that, then maybe it was more that person you know having a bad day or misreading something versus like you know that being a real trait of the of that person so it's true because i was reading a review once of a podcast and the person was complaining (laughs) because the people on the podcast mentioned vegan gummy worms it's like is that really a reason why to (laughs) a negative review Uh, good one (laughs) (laughs) all right right, tyler i hope that um i i hope that uh, this helps you with your with your project, with your papers, uh, you know, we appreciate you writing in. We love the questions. I think it was great stuff. I wish we had yeah. thought of this uh, podcast idea ourselves. Sure. But you know, yeah. Yeah. if you have ideas for us, then send us an yeah. email at thechimwits at gmail dot com. Yeah, allow, um, allow us to take full credit for it. Yes, <laughs> but anyway. Um, <laughs> Well, I guess that's it. So as usual, um, all of our stuff is at thegymwits.com. Uh, you can find all of our social media. Um, definitely, again, th- listen to the Tips with Tony podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe to that. Um, and survey.lispin.com. It's on the sh- in the show notes, but if you could take two minutes, less than two minutes to fill out a quick survey, it'll help us out a lot. Um, and that's it. I'm Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, a.k.a. Chef Sonic, reminding you that truth does not sell. I'm Tony Marinucci, your registered dietitian. AKA Tips with Tony. AKA. <laughs> you know what? Now I'm doing the podcast. I always end with helping you get healthy one bite at a time. And I almost said that. But I'm like, wait, no, it's the wrong podcast. You could say that. You could say that. Because, <laughs> yeah, you have a tagline. It's my tagline. Yeah, you could say your tagline. I love the tagline. <laughs> this is Tony Marinucci, your registered dietitian, a.k.a. Tips with Tony, helping you get healthy one bite at a time. And we, we are, are the <laughs>